0: my hope is that when we get to the end of 2021, we're not all saying, I can't wait to flip the calendar. We're looking back and saying like, what made this year awesome instead of, oh, let's get to 2022.
1: Hey, Hurdlers. Emily Abadi here, bringing you another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle. This week, I am chatting 2020 in review with the one, the only, my good friend, fellow podcaster, host of the alley on the Run show, Allie Feller. I'll be honest. I was sitting here last week getting tagged in so many of your wonderful year in review Spotify, Roundup, Posty things. And I love so, so much that I get to create content in a world where Allie Feller also creates content because on those posts, her and I were sitting next to each other quite often. So I decided, why not bring you two of your favorite podcasters in one place? And on today's episode, Allie and I just kind of get into 2020 in review, how it's been for us have an honest conversation, opening up about the lessons that we have learned, some of our biggest takeaways, and just catch up and enjoy the conversation. This, of course, will be a theme over the next few weeks here on Hurdle, talking about the year in review and what we can look forward to in the new year. I am curious about what it is that excites you about 2021 and what's to come so make sure to connect with the show at hurdle podcast and i am at emily abadi if you have a hurdle moment of your own to share or just want to say hi i'm always an email away it's emily at hurdle.us and if you are thinking about 2021 and the things that you want to accomplish i got you i have a goal setting workshop a goal setting hurdle session next week and i would love to nothing more than for you to come join me to come cash out your crazy big exciting dreams for the new year and beyond the link to do that is in the show notes use the code podcast at checkout for five dollars off and with that let's get to hurdling. Today, I am sitting down with Allie Feller, host of the Ally on the Run show and good friend of mine. How are you doing, Al? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's so, it's actually ironic that, well, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but we had like our own little catch up and then the Spotify like <laughs> year end results like overtook our feeds and I was like just seeing your face everywhere and I was like, we should just get on the mic together.
0: You, me, and Dax Shepard. We really should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: surprised Dax didn't want to get in on this with us today. Yeah, I should have had up his people.
0: Yeah. Did he not email you? What the hell?
1: <sighs> maybe maybe that one went to my spam boulder. <laughs> I get it. It's cool. I, I basically asked Allie, out of the kindness of her heart, if she would want to get together and rap a little bit and chat about 2020, because, man, 2020 has been a time
0: It's been a year and a half and three years and 12 years. Every day is a year. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every day is a year. And I mean, it's been so long since we've caught up like on the show aspect.
0: Okay. So when I was on Hurdle, which was like two years ago, I had, I was like, I don't know. I was like eight weeks postpartum because I remember it was like, I had to find childcare to come to your apartment from New Jersey. And I remember just like freaking out and I was like, I, yeah. It was like, I think my, one of my very first outings as a mom, like work outings, work related things. Um, so you yeah. you have
1: like a small human now.
0: I, <laughs> I have like a whole little person now. She's like my best, she's not a baby. She's just like my best little sidekick. And Ugh. yeah, I mean, I know we're going to talk all things 2020, but I mean, talk about a silver lining is that she's at such a, I hate to say she's at a good age for all of this, but I don't Have her, you know, I'm not navigating remote learning. I'm not, um, she's not a newborn. So I'm not in like the scary new phase. It's very much, I feel just so unbelievably fortunate that she's in kind of this sweet spot of, being a sweet, innocent little kid that I don't have to I don't have to educate too much. I mostly she just <laughs> needs to be played with and fed and, and in a clean diaper. And then we're I love much
1: I love the idea of a sidekick. I just have a little sidekick.
0: She is. Yeah. She's <laughs> like my little buddy. And we just like hang out and play together. I mean, it's not all, you know, just hanging out and laughing. Obviously, there are moments. But I mean,
1: she's a pretty she's a pretty cool kid. She, like I, I want to hang out with her. So that's good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, it's been at least two years, I think, since you've been on the show. I was on your show like even before that. So we're really, you know, kicking it back old school and bringing it to the now. I'm excited to catch up with you today. I asked you to catch up under the premise of recapping some of our biggest lessons that we've learned in 2020. Before we get into the lessons, I think it would be good for you to fill me in on how your life, just kind of like the basics shifted in 2020. Yeah.
0: The biggest thing is that I was living in Weehawken, New Jersey, and now I'm living with my parents, which like Ah. we joke about, but I mean, it was very much a choice. It wasn't like, we didn't like get evicted and have to live with my parents. Uh, Back in March, which was like Fresh off being at the Olympic trials, which was the best weekend ever where I attended. I did not run in case that needs clarification. <laughs> Same. It was clarification. I was on such a high. And then as we know, the pandemic sort of came out of nowhere for, for some of us, for us everyday people. For I understand that for experts, it did not come out of nowhere. You saw it coming. <laughs> I know. I wish we had all listened sooner. But uh, it was on such a high. And then this came and my husband was the one who took it seriously and was like, I think that we should... Do something about this kind of thing. And, uh, long story short, I didn't want to go anywhere. I wanted to stay put. That was my, you know, I love that apartment. I loved our home. I loved our lives, but I think he had the foresight to think like, this isn't a two week thing. And we have a two year, well, a one and a half year old and a 60 pound dog, and maybe coming and going from this apartment building, isn't going to be fun. Anyway, we decided to come up and visit my parents in New Hampshire under the premise of let's come visit for two weeks. And they were like, yeah, great. Let's do it. And that was, it, That was I think, March 13th. And we are March 17th or something. And, um, and we're still here. We just got to a point where we were like, we're not going to go back anytime soon. We've gotten used to the backyard life and the country life. And it's serving us all really well. And it just made sense to break our lease. Our stuff is all in a giant storage unit, which is funny. You can get a storage unit in New Hampshire that fits all your stuff for cheaper than you can get an apartment in New York, New Jersey. So, uh, yeah, so we're still here and we've adjusted and pivoted in many ways and a lot has changed, but like you, I'm fortunate to have a career where I can do it remotely and I'm just so grateful for that, that I can still have conversations with people every week and get that bit of inspiration that I know I need. And I think some other people out there need too. And we can do that remotely like we are right now. We we haven't stopped talking. Yeah.
1: 2020 (laughs) has
0: not shut me up. So. Oh man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully if someone's listening to this right now, that they're happy that we haven't shut up. (laughs) <laughs> just I hope so. <laughs> yet. Just yet. Okay, so I mean huge shift for you going from living in, you know, a bustling kind of city environment going and getting some more space. I think that that is something that a lot of people that are listening to this can totally relate to just this idea of like maybe craving space now that we're inside more than ever.
0: Yeah. And it's not a decision that we came by lightly. And it's also not a final decision. I mean, I people ask me every single day, where are you going to move? What are you doing next? When are you leaving? Are you coming back? Like, and we don't have those answers. I know everyone wants an answer. We don't have them. Um, Yeah. It's, it's just, I used to be such a planner and I still am at my core, such a planner. And, and again, I know I'm getting ahead of myself with the lessons, but this year has certainly taught me that it's okay sometimes to just go one day at a time. And if things are going okay, you don't have to just worry about the next thing. Like I'm always worried about the next thing. And this year has just been a big lesson in like, you know what? We're happy here right now. And could we have been happy if we stayed in New Jersey? Maybe I would like to think that I can find joy wherever we are and you know the whole it's not about where you are it's who you're with kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh but it's worked out for us it certainly has it's ready for it hurdles plenty of hurdles (laughs) but you know we've gotten over them we've caught our feet a couple times on the way over but uh this is where we are for now this is where we'll be for the holidays and through the winter and then it's kind of cool that because we're working remote we can Make a list of potential places of where to go next and and then, you know, narrow it down on what's in our budget, which then that's like the (laughs) less fun part. But first we start with the dreaming phase and I'm excited for that.
1: I like the dreaming phase. And I think you're touching on something, a lesson that has been a really big one for so many of us, myself included, which is just this broader concept of letting go of the things that you can't control. I mean, God, 2020, so much that we can't control and so many things that made us feel like angry and frustrated. But the reality is, is that when you stop putting all that energy and that anger and all of that feeling towards something that you literally can do nothing about, then you have new abundant resources to dive into other things, whether that be other relationships, other projects, other work things, you know, you name it.
0: Totally. And I think that's so important is that And and it's funny because like the pro athletes talk about it all the time, right? Talk to any professional runner about like recapping a race, whether it went well or it didn't. And you ask them about their mindset and they always come back to controlling the controllables that they can't control their competitors and they can't control the weather on race day, but they can control their training. They can control their mentality going into it or when it gets hard. And I don't think I ever really thought too much about applying that to stuff beyond running. And this year, that's been, I think, the biggest lesson of 2020 is I can only control what I can control. I can only let, you know, this sounds cheesy and I don't want to like be putting toxic positivity out there, but like (laughs) I used to wake up and check the weather every day and it no good came from that because it was either, oh, it's going to rain. Oh, well, it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, today's beautiful and tomorrow's beautiful, but oh Thursday's going to rain. Yuck. I just don't check the weather now, which often means I am very inappropriately dressed for my runs. <laughs> I am always over or underdressed because I'm like, oh, it looks decent out. It's not. But like, such a simple thing of checking the weather was putting me in a negative headspace. So now I don't, or like, My mom, bless her heart, she wakes up every morning and puts on the news and looks at the little ticker at the bottom of the screen to see what the COVID counts are in every county and every town in our state. And she gets all worked up about it. And I'm like, you just don't don't watch it. And she's like, but I need Mm -hmm. to know. And I'm like, but why? And yes, there are very real and very serious issues and realities we all need to face right now. But I think those little things of just like not checking the weather I'm so much happier without it. Or mom, not turning on the scrolling ticker of COVID numbers that are rising. Like we know and let's control what we can control. Let's protect our family. Let's take care of ourselves and our community. But uh, I don't know, just those little things I've become really sensitive to. And I just don't want that in my life.
1: taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about my sponsor, Gooder. Y'all, Gooder is my go-to holiday gift (laughs) for so many people. They make affordable, polarized running sunglasses that are no slip, no bounce, and as they put it, all fun. And I am hooked. Literally, it doesn't matter if I am sprinting around the track and running my absolute fastest or if I'm casually wearing them to brunch. These sunglasses, they look great. They stay in place and starting at just $25, honestly, they are a total no-brainer. Gooder has an unbelievable deal for the Hurdle audience they are offering $10 off at checkout. Head on over to gooder.com/hurdle and use the code HURDLE at checkout for $10 off. As I mentioned, these start at $25. So this deal is awesome. Use hurdle at checkout slash hurdle to grab your glasses today. I think this is another huge lesson is finding the things that bring you small joy and really appreciating that for what it is instead of you know comparing it again to like things that could have been going on like for me you're talking about your mental health you're talking about prioritizing your mental health for me i often think about the things that i can do every single day which are giving back to me and my mental health whether that is journaling or going out on that run regardless of what the weather is outside and And finding those small things that just make me happy, that make me feel like me. I mean, even back, you know, in March and April, I was dealing with a hip injury of sorts and I needed to move my body in some way. And so instead of like sitting there and like pouting and being angry and frustrated about the fact that I wasn't getting out and running, I laced up my sneakers and walked down the four flights of stairs and went for a walk. And you know what? That walk was great. Every day I went and walked 5K and you know what? Everyone's different. Everyone has the things that bring them their small hints of joy, but to be able to A, not be angry about the circumstance and B like really articulate what those things are can be such a game changer. Yeah, dude. Walking is awesome.
0: I love walking.
1: (laughs) Love walking. I went on the most delightful walk the other day around the reservoir at Central Park. I haven't walked that reservoir in so long.
0: Oh, it's the best. You notice so much more too. like talk about a metaphor for life of whether you're running or walking or just living life. You notice so much more when you slow down and there's so much more to appreciate when you just slow down.
1: Slow down. Okay, so hit me with another 2020 takeaway, my friend.
0: Oh, gosh, I'm on the spot. Remember an hour ago when I was like, I'm going to prepare and I'm going to have a lunch.
1: <laughs> and then I went for a run. I sent you and- the best email. Yeah. She says to me, I'm going to spend the next hour thinking about the lessons I've learned in 2020. And I was like, wow, this is a really diligent guest.
0: <laughs> yes, and I tried and here I am. And now I'm like, shoot, what can I say? What can I say? Um, Maybe this is cheating because I'm going to go For this one, I'm going to go pre-pandemic because one of my biggest lessons came in February at those trials that I mentioned, the U.S. Olympic marathon trials at the end of February in Atlanta. Um, I went as a fan of the sport and had the opportunity to do a couple live shows down there. And that was the first weekend where I had that clicking aha moment of I belong. And I tell people this. Every day I tell people, if you run, you're a runner. If you're part if you're a runner, you belong in the running community. Like I preach these words, but I don't think that I necessarily felt them for myself until that weekend. And I came away from that weekend feeling really reinvigorated for the work that I do and feeling like the conversations that I put out there matter. And just feeling like you can be a positive person and impact this world. You don't have to have a hundred thousand Instagram followers to do that. You don't even have to have a hundred Instagram followers to do that. You can be a positive force in your family's life, in your friend's lives, like whatever it is. And to be able to have that moment before 2020 sort of went on a really intense downhill slope really quickly. I'm, I'm really grateful for that, of course, but I also, I think I needed that. I don't think I realized I needed that.
1: But what was it about that weekend in particular that gave you that feeling?
0: Okay. So (laughs) I've not yet learned the, like, I don't know, the, Humble is not the right word because I, I do think I'm a pretty humble person, but I did a live show on uh what day was it? So it would have been Friday before the trials. The trials were on Saturday. And so Friday morning, I did a show at the expo for the trials. And it was with a handful of women who have been on the alley on the run show and who were running the trials, but all but one of whom were everyday runners. So obviously very gifted everyday runners, but they weren't professional runners, except for Caitlin Goodman, who is a professional runner. And so we talked about how, you know, running fit in and all that and their lives. And it was just a lovely conversation. And the audience was packed, like seats were filled, people were standing. And it was at 10 a.m. on a Friday. It was so cool to see the way people showed up. And we finished the show and we all had a big group hug. And I came off. We were on like a little stage and I came off stage and there was like a whole line of people. And so we sort of all came down together and they were people who listened to the Alley on the Run show. Like they weren't waiting to meet Shalane Flanagan or Des Linden or Michelle Obama. Like they were there to talk to me. And I know that sounds a little like they were there to meet me. And I swear I don't mean it that way. It was just such an incredibly humbling thing to see a line of people that just wanted to say, I listened to the show and... So many people talk to me about how they went to Atlanta not knowing any professional runners or anyone running the trials, but they heard them on the Alley on the Run show and it made them care about the sport and want to be there and want to root for these women. And so I think that was big is to say, like, I myself, I am not runner's world. I am not women's running. I am certainly not the New York Times, but I am my own thing. And to a lot of people out there, that thing, just like Hurdle, that thing matters. And that thing is part of their weekly routine and they do care. And so I felt like I got to play a really small part in helping bring professional running to the broader running community. Again, a very small part, but it was really awesome. And I was like, okay, I do have a voice here and my voice is different than the mainstream publications. It's different. You know, I'm not doing investigative journalism. I'm not doing reporting here. I'm having conversations, but that might matter. And that's really cool. So it was just a really big boost and it gave me a lot of really good energy to head into the next couple of months, which as a podcast host were very stressful. The like first day that everything shut down, every single one of my sponsors was like, we got to back out. Like we can't renew. We can't pay. We need to whatever it was. And we had great conversations and they all ended up sticking around and we made it work. Uh, but it was scary for a while. I am a podcast host and my husband owns a business like, like everyone in the world this year. It didn't feel like there was a lot of security and that was scary. And so, um, I know this is turning into the longest rambliest answer <laughs> ever uh,
1: but that's kind of my special my specialty <laughs> No, not a rambly answer. I totally understand it. I'll never forget when I was down at the trials, Um, you know, we definitely crossed paths down there. And I was so excited just to like see the attendance and like the, you know, community showing up to support all of these who, I mean, I know that you agree with this, like super humans that have these nine to five jobs and then like go out and crush these insane times and just like love running for the sport of running. And, and I remember that at one of the shows that I did... As well like when we finished afterward one of uh the hurdlers came up to me and she started talking to me like we were best friends was And her in name my mind, was it oh, joanna Bodie? it is it she's a she's a gem <laughs> and i recognized her like shortly after we started chatting but then i was like oh my god i was like this is just like what it is you are in these people's homes on the regular, and they are. She's gonna die when she listens to this. Episode. I love her so much. Talk about the best energy <laughs> on the planet and great hair, too. Joanna, we love you. Oh my God. Great hair. I think it's, it's just, it was just so special. And after her and I spoke, she, she walked away from me and and the things died down. And so a friend of mine at the time came up to me and he said, you know how I know what that was about. And I was like, what? He's like, it was obviously about hurdle because the way that you looked at her was with so much love and affection. And like, woe is me just like gratitude that it had to be about hurdle. Oh. I love. Oh, that. kills me. Kills me every time. Um, so this also makes me think about you're talking about how things got difficult, how sponsors like were kind of on the fence about what to do next. It makes me think about another really big takeaway that I have from this year. And that's really about having some grace with myself. I think that, uh, and I'm sure that you know you can relate just. This idea of like me being my own biggest critic, it's definitely something that's always kind of on the back burner in my mind is like, how can I be doing better? What can I be doing better? Is this good enough? Am I totally messing up? And this year, like I had to overcome a really big learning curve, like uh, coming into 2020 after two full years of hurdle, I can't believe we're approaching its third birthday, um, I had recorded remotely a total of less than five fingers, like less than five times had I recorded remotely. And I was scared shitless. Like I was frightened that this thing that I worked to build was going to suffer. And there was like nothing I could do. Condu- there was nothing I could do about it. And I had to like somehow figure out how to make all of this work. And in doing that, it really taught me important lessons in having grace and allowing myself to to learn on the fly and to learn as I go and understand that you know not every single thing is gonna be perfect or um, you know my definition of perfect at the time, but if you're putting in the best that you have, if you're giving it all that you've got, then really that's all that you can ask of yourself. And so again, on the judgment front, on the like us being so hard on ourselves, to have some grace and just like respect for the fact that you're willing to show up and get it done and, and put in that work Jesus, that is so important.
0: You know, I know a woman who says, I believe the phrase is, all it takes is all you've got. I don't know if you've heard that before. (laughs) Uh, I've heard that before.
1: Here. I've heard that before. (laughs) Let's round this out here. 2021, it's looming. It's coming. Many people have high hopes. We're all excited. If you had to identify one thing that truly excites you about 2021, Allie Feller, what is it? Endless
0: possibility. I have mm. no idea what 2020 will look like. And of course, I say endless possibility, hoping and praying for health. And I mean that for my family, for my friends, for my community, for the entire world. Like I, I of course, like all of us want what's happening in the world to turn a corner. And I don't think that magically happens with the flip of a calendar, but, uh, I know there are a lot of reasons to be optimistic right now. And, um, and if you need some hit me up, I'll, you know, I'm happy to do what I can to spread some optimism, even if it's in the form of jokes, I know a couple jokes, uh, (laughs) but for, for myself and my family, I'll just speak to us. And that is, I feel possibility. I have a, like, Funny, hilarious two-year-old who sees the world with the widest eyes every single day. And it's a good reminder that I should try to do that as well. Like she'll literally go from just sitting and coloring quietly to standing up and having a full-on dance party. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's have a dance party. Like just little silly reminders uh that really help now more than ever. And so I feel optimistic just relentlessly, hopelessly optimistic. I feel a possibility. I am really excited on the career front. Uh, I feel energized and I know, you know, and I hope none of this sounds totally like delusional. I'm very aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, but for the sake of this conversation, I will spare everyone all of my thoughts and opinions. I just, um, you know, I just hope that we can all go into 2020 with a renewed sense of empathy and with kindness, even if you have to fake it till you make it. I think let's all act with a lot of kindness. And just my hope is that when we get to the end of 2021, we're not all saying, I can't wait to flip the calendar. We're looking back and saying,
1: like, what made this year awesome instead of, oh, let's get to 2022. Allie, if I am a Hurdler and I don't yet listen to the Alley on the Run show. Crazy. Tell me, where do I find you? How do I keep up with you? Give me all the details.
0: Oh, well, we would love to have you. We're fun and we're nice <laughs> and we have a good time. Uh, the Alley on the Run show is everywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, all of them. Uh, you can check out my website, alleyontherunblog.com. Instagram and Twitter is Ally on the Run 1. And if you're nice, the only rule is that you have to be kind. But there is an Alley on the Run show, Best Running Friends Facebook group. And it is all about like giving each other hugs when you have a great run, talking about who has found the best sports bras and share them and lots and lots of puppy pictures. So if that's your jam, come and join us. The only question you have to answer is, do you promise to be kind? And so
1: we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. I love puppy pictures. Oh, Who doesn't? yeah. So many. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I am at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle. Conquered. Concurred. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>